This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest way to make a beautiful website, portfolio, blog, or online store. Go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off your order and find out how incredibly fast and easy it can be to set up your own beautiful website. That's squarespace.com and the promo code THUMBS. Hi! Hello! Seems like I'm pretty quiet. Chris Ramo! Idle Thumbs Podcast! News! How was it you got down? It's funny. September 30th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 230, and I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> I'm Danielle Riendo. I'm James Bevin. I'm Jake Rodkin. Make some more video games. <laughs> and I'm Nick Brecken. Yay. And under the under the light of this blood red moon, yes. we have some some sad news. Yes. And some some exciting news. The Ooh, sad wait. news is that this is the final Idle Thumbs podcast and of all time. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is also the happy news based on the start of this podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, no, this is this is the last podcast for Danielle Riendo. Yes. Um, Who we are firing. Yes. <laughs> uh, she is, Danielle is moving to New York. Uh, yes. Um, for various reasons. Yes. I'm I'm leaving for love and also for rent in San Francisco. <laughs> A couple You're of reasons. You're leaving to the other most expensive city in the country. It's mostly for love. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for love. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so that is a bummer. We are super sad to see you go. Yes, I'm extremely, extremely sad about it, actually. This is, believe it or not, one of the things that, that was the most uh, painful to leave in San Francisco is, you know, my friends, obviously, and and coming here. I know it sounds really cheesy, but I really, really look forward to recording this every week. It's really fun, and uh, I'm I'm pretty bummed. But leaving, but there is good news. There is a silver lining yeah. to this. I might be gone from Idle Thumbs proper. However, I will be on another Idle Network podcast with another Idle name. Uh, we are going to be launching Idle Weekend uh, that I will be co-hosting with Rob Zachney of Esports Today and Three Moves Ahead fame. Yes. Uh, if you've listened to those podcasts, um, Three, Three Moves Ahead and, and Esports Today, you know that Rob has... A the best great, voice. Yes, he has an amazing <laughs> radio voice and is an incredibly smart and uh, funny and just generally good uh, radio voice. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that Danielle is similarly uh, smart and funny and enjoyable. And so we think this is going Aww. to be a yeah, we think this is going to be a really good <laughs> um, matchup. the The podcast that we're that we're putting together right now, as Danielle said, is called Idle Weekend, and the plan is for it to come out on Fridays, kind of lead into your weekend, as the name suggests, and be kind of a counterpoint to Idle Thumbs, a little more structure, um, you know, a bit more, um, 
kind of preparation on unlike this podcast. <laughs> Are you saying yeah. we're gonna have structure? Yeah. Made, yeah we're, we're saying it, we're saying that it's a podcast about video games made by like competent people exactly. who like do yeah. any yep, amount of research yep. before they speak. Right. It should be interesting to, to see what that's games. like. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're people who play games. <laughs> it is uh it'll be a you know two to three topic a week podcast is the plan and um uh with various guests and we think it's going to be really a good listen. A really it's kind of Different to this podcast, but hopefully have some similar kind of sensibility. If you like listening to Idle Thumbs, you will hopefully feel at home, but it will be different enough. Whoops, excuse me. That there is that there's reason to subscribe to both. So yeah. if you stay subscribed to Idle Thumbs on this feed, you will know as soon as uh, the first episode of Idle Weekend is live. That is going to be hopefully sometime in October. Yes. Uh, Danielle has to move first and, yeah. you know, we have to get some logistics figured out, but... Rob was out in town this past weekend and we kind of talked through a bunch of the uh, plans and it went really well. And, and yeah. you two, like, already... We're, we're good friends from, yeah, from we, before we, when yes, I lived in Boston. Exactly. So, so it's hopefully a good, easygoing, awesome kind of thing going on. Yeah, For sure. So stay stay tuned for that. I'm really Oh, yes. And we also it. have um, the uh, reader mail is already actually set up for it. It's, that is so true. It's, yes. If you send... Uh, you. They're going to be doing reader mail much like we do. That will be one com- – much of the show format is different, but one thing that they will do that is a holdover from Idle Thumbs is reader mail. So if you have uh, – if you want to get in early on that, on that, you can send your mail to questions at idleweekend.net. Um, idleweekend.net, the site is not up yet. We, we have plenty to do before that is live. But the email address is totally functional. So questions at idleweekend.net if you want to get in early. On the reader mail train. Yeah, catch that train. Yep. Uh, I yeah. definitely recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Thanks, yeah, I'm really and, excited about it, though. I'm very, very pumped. In about case that. it was ambiguous or weird, Idle Thumbs, this podcast is also not going anywhere or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, Idle Thumbs will continue. <laughs> Uh, sadly, sans Danielle. Sadly, it will continue. <laughs> <laughs> it will continue, sadly. Overall. Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> yes, stay. Let's keep listening. Stay. Listen to all of the podcasts. Yeah. And obviously, anytime Danielle is in town, she is. I will be here. Definitely. Yeah. I was all excited to talk about that fucking huge, weird red yeah. moon. But now I'm sad. Oh. No, don't be sad. Be excited about be Idle excited Weekend. About- yeah, there's a good, there's a good the thing, Thumbs too. Network. I mean, <laughs> oh the God. Blood Moon is just such a metal name. Like, it just feels like, Blood well, it's Blood it, Moon. in Bloodborne. Yeah, that is a metal band. Blood, Blood Moon, Moon is like oh. a new game. Oh, good. I mean, like no, Bloodborne I'm saying it Blood probably Moon. is. I don't know if it is. Yeah. It probably is. Fuck Moon, on the other hand. <laughs> is like some kind of a goth anarchic band? punk yeah, band, a hardcore band. Band of goths. Come on, Jake. Where's your excitement for this moon? I love the moon. Okay, so I guess we'll talk about the fucking blood moon because it was actually really cool. It I was. want to talk about the blood moon on this podcast because I was so excited about the moon. Okay, I was not only excited about the moon, I was excited about our as as our shared moment yeah. as humans. Just this has been a sweet like 24 hours of space shit. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like I feel like when you can when you can observe a crazy blood moon and then go to sleep and wake up and hear confirmation of like flowing water on Mars. Yeah. It's a fucking that's sweet that's like, awesome. space yeah. uh, day. Yeah. It was true. not even a day. No. Just twelve hours. Even. I really liked yeah. that that blood moon was out. I liked that the moon was a weird color. I liked that it looked 
like a fucking <clears throat> sphere. It looked like a like a 3D rendering materials demo for a little while there when the sun was shining on it. It evoked a a Voodoo three no, okay, uh, tech so, demo, so if you will, the, uh, so deep the, within me. The, the phases of the phases of the blood moon were were phases of the blood moon were. One, I, I guess the moon is not going to show up. GeForce 256. No, it was not that. It was, it was basically that. SLI, GeForce, Tie, Tiny. Voodoo Banshee. The no, Banshee Blood Moon. There was basically, I don't that think works. that I'm going to be able to see the moon. But, uh, oh, I can. It was just low to the ground. Oh, it's really dark red and weird. Now it looks like a sphere because the sun is starting to show up and it looks like a fucking materials demo. Now it looks like an inflatable balloon being lit by a spotlight from a used car dealership. Now it looks like the regular moon again. That was the basic phases of the blood moon, Nick, if you want to really want to know. Only I at did. one point did it look like a tech demo. I don't know why I'm talking about this fucking moon. Oh, I think it's great. I, I didn't even know this moon happened. I was in my kitchen and somebody was I went for a run last night and I didn't mean to go as far as I did, but the blood moon kind of egged me on. And I had a bleeding foot too, so there was extra blood in my blood moon. That's why you you were encouraged, was because your open wound was Was just like in synergy with the calling to me. For the blood moon. It was perfect. My beasthood rating was was way high. I'm sorry, that was a bloodborne joke. Speaking of the water on Mars, if you want to be unnerved by the possibility of life on Mars, Search for uh, search for a philosoph- a short philosophy paper called "Where Are They?" Why I hope the search for extraterrestrial life finds nothing <laughs> by Nick Bostrom of Oxford University. Oh man, my my buddy, your friend. Yeah, <laughs> he's the guy that predicts Nick, the end of the world through AI and everything as well. Oh really? That's you know the this? same guy. I talked about him on the podcast. Like, oh, three weeks I didn't ago. remember yeah. him. Okay, well he he patron saint of idle thumbs. Yeah, if, there you he, go. he lays out a like a distressingly distress distressingly convincing case for why the existence of life on Mars would actually suggest the ultimate doom for the human race. Not because they're like aliens who are going to kill us, but because of what it would suggest about the way life evolves on like in the universe and like where Uh. the sort of filter it's, it's hard to sum up in a few sentences because I'm not smart. But if you read through this paper, he he lays it out in a, in a, in a compelling and distressing manner. Can't well, wait to read whatever, it. Whatever that guy says, I'm excited for the possibility of life on Mars because if there's a cataclysmic event that happens after that is discovered and any realizations that come from that, I'll be dead. <laughs> but hopefully before <laughs> I die... True. His concern, to be fair, yeah, is in the, like, in millennia-length time, not not human lifetime scale. Yeah, I mean, Just for so. millennials? He's concerned only for millennials. He's concerned that (laughs) millennials have a weird blood moon gene that will be activated by the life on Mars. By the blood moon. It's happening. So I'm a terrible person, and when it was announced that water was found on Mars, my first thought was gross capitalism, where I was like, people are going to fucking go and claim that water. And it's going to be expensive as all fuck. Artisanal. Artisanal. Oh, God. Someone on Twitter also posted about this. Mars like, water. The thing that I was thinking <clears throat> about was either, one, like, you would pay a million dollars for a bottle of desalinated Martian right. water. But then I realized that the most extreme, outrageous marketing stunt would be making one Mars bar that was made from oh. desalinated <laughs> Martian water. <laughs> but someone also proposed that someone could make saltwater taffy, which is the easy, like, oh. quickest. Right. Man. So hopefully that does not happen or does yeah, because yeah. If Richard we, Branson is going to oh do God. that. If, if we find knows. any sign of life on Mars, but it is one-upped by marketing about uh, someone uh. turning a product on Earth, uh, making a product on Earth out of Martian water, 
will be a bad yep. species. We, we are, yes, we are a dystopia. Gonna it's going to be great. Happens. There's going to be a stupid slime mold in a zoo, and you're going to pay a billion dollars for a bottle of water <laughs> from, like, Dasani Mars. You can see why like we have life. to launch a new video game podcast, because we don't... <laughs> <laughs> There's a big hole for video game podcasts, general just video game podcasts on the Idle Thumbs Network. We realized we didn't, that's what we, you know. We there you go. Could use one of those. Well, yeah. We don't really know much um, about Nick, video is there a video blood games. moon in cities skylines at night or after oh dark? Oh my god, that seg was incredible. That, I loved it. That was a seg. Was uh, so there prone. isn't, I don't think. Oh. There is a moon. Oh. It wasn't a seg. There is a moon. Yeah. <laughs> it does seg turn denied. orange, actually. Um, Blood Moon confirmed in City Skyline. <laughs> yeah, just confirm it. After uh, Dark. <laughs> so, okay, so what is this? Uh, so After Dark, it's the new expansion for City Skylines, which is, um, as if you've listened to the podcast before, we've talked about extensively, it's um, a SimCity-esque uh, yeah. city management game, which is, you know, I think having gone back and looked at it again, sort of feels m- still to me like increasingly like a sandbox version of SimCity as opposed to like the very rigid sim right. city oh, for sure. like yeah, yeah. Uh, that is in this the tact that they've taken with this i feel like um or the tack rather is uh is even more so that the case this time um because you know this this expansion is really interesting it doesn't it adds a lot of things that um so i mean obviously the the big you know it's called after dark the big thing is that it's uh added a, a full uh, day night cycle yeah. which is really fucking cool uh it looks amazing um how does, you know, that, how does that work? How does the time scale work? They must fudge that, right? Oh, they fudge it completely yeah. because days go multiple, by in multiple like days a second. Multiple days go by in a day. Uh, so, yeah. th- you know, they're on like Mars time. It's like one <laughs> one one cycle per Actually. like 15 days or something like that. I don't know. It's 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 all funky. And this whole game is fudged in that same way, which is actually... It has to be, though, right? It's kind of. Yeah. I mean, the, so the other thing that this game adds, that this expansion adds, is um, uh, sort of like more specialization. So you can do things like, uh, you know, there was a, um, a region or a, a district uh, creator uh, in, in the base game. Now you can add like a leisure specialization for a district. And then oh, the cool. buildings will actually start to develop along those lines. So the big one is the tourism uh, specialization because now uh so you can like the first thing i did i just picked a map that looked vaguely like a tropical like sandy beach with you know some sort of mountains in the background um and just drew like a you few... picked like a tropical map yeah basically um <clears throat> i made my uh you know my airport kind of up in the mountains with you know the sort of lower skilled workers farming off in the <laughs> distance and then you know the sort of miami like uh santa monica drive along the coast um and then mapped that or you know uh forced that to be a tourism specialization dropped the the air, like a, a you know private airport for them sort of in between everything oh. and then and then just you know let <laughs> wow. it go Swanky. Um, and it looks amazing like it looks it, you know ho- hotels and casinos pop up yeah. and um and everything works really well but the game is sort of fundamentally still a little wonky in the same way that the base game i felt was where I have 70,000 people living in this city now, but, uh, you know, of the, like, billion casinos that I have and all of these buildings, like, I've got every single, like, tourism-centric building, like, the giant stadium and, like, a space elevator <laughs> and, like, just everything, like, <laughs> the Statue of Liberty is just <laughs> sitting next to, like, you know, like, an aquarium. Like, nothing makes any sense. I just <laughs> well, just shoving all this, like, makes well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of insane. Uh, but so everything is just shoved into this thing just to make it like a tourism hub. Right. Uh, and I have 200 tourists every week. And it just, it still doesn't Best make kept it. kept secret. Yeah. There you like, go. 
just like my stadium has like four visitors a week right to see like the saddest football team ever apparently <laughs> like what this is just a very strange game as a game still yeah. but as a sandbox i would recommend it because it's still beautiful and it is even more so it. beautiful and uh with you know with a with a cycle um so yeah i mean there's not actually a whole lot to talk about there you know they've added some other fiddly little ways to tweak your city and more sort of policies and things. But other than that, it's just, eh, it's, they added a lot more buildings and a night cycle and everything just looks gorgeous and is still fun. Do you remember the, the so we, an image gallery was posted really recently from oh, someone who's using the day night cycle of city skylines to basically make a weird perpetual energy machine where they would oh, yeah. flush their sewage yeah. through their dam at oh, night. Yeah. And I don't remember the details of how that worked, but so, the, so this is how it worked. So they had a, <laughs> yeah, they had solar panels that, and this is a, I guess a, you know, an interesting, cool thing about the expansion is that solar panels only, yes, you know, store like gather energy that to store at night. So what you the, mean at day, during? The I'm day. sorry, during the daytime, of course. <laughs> and so this guy had lunar had, panels. Yeah, he had <laughs> solar panels, and the solar panels were, I guess, how did this work? He had a dam that was powered by solar panels. Does that sound right? Well, the dam doesn't require power. I think it might have been the, the sewage treatment plant. Oh, no, you're right. Plant. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Of yeah, that makes sense. It was a sewage treatment plant that was powered by solar panels. So the treatment plant spits out water, which actually adds volume. So exactly. I think that's, so, so it must be had, powering the dam with that water. Then, yeah. It was powering. Okay, it was powering the dam with sewage because what would happen right. is his his uh, <laughs> during the day only his solar panels would would get power, and then at night the solar power panels would would turn off and so the um the water treatment plant would just start vomiting poo and yeah. would fill up the dam Excellent. overnight and then when the and and then that would provide it would enough. spin the turbines in the dam causing electricity right exactly like the poo was yeah. enough to power the dam at night poo right. and then by morning it would like the solar panels would start up again yeah. and so he had this like amazing cycle oh, that's uh, that worked Properly at during nighttime. And yeah, daytime. the circle of life. The imagery was really, really <laughs> nice. Of just of when life. the sun sets, it's like the most vile version of Chinatown or something. Yeah, where the sun sets and then the sewage treatment plant just sort of starts barfing a river of feces that goes into this <laughs> dam. Yeah. And the sun comes up and everyone's awake. Solar powered city again. It's like Volkswagen. <laughs> that is a really gross setting for a horrible movie. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poo-town, yeah. USA. Let's go off to die. Are there vampires in it? <laughs> no, or like it's no, it's not. It is not a Sims game. Uh, it's just called that because the day night cycle didn't exist before. Although, yeah. I, what I read was that the day night cycle itself is now patched into the main game, and the, it is. the oh, DLC. Well, a lot of these features are free. The um, DLC cool. adds like yeah. the zoning specific stuff, right? More right. the sort the of like the nightlife the stuff and, and the, bu- the buildings, whereas the actual main cities skylines has has a working clock now. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to buy the DLC. But also want an excuse to get back into that game. You now have a bunch of secret new features that have just shown up in your Steam update, I guess. That's awesome. Yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. They released a trailer for this game that was surprisingly classy. Did you guys see it? I didn't. It was it's about like this guy's doctor. dam that emits poop. <laughs> <laughs> they released a trailer that was basically a British man reading narration about the game like in Dr. Seuss form. Oh, it was a bunch of like very Seussian rhymes. Is that rhymes. classy? That's, yeah. I mean, it was just... It's so, so classy. Well, I, 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 I would guess the, reason, the reason I say that is because I feel like <laughs> generally trailers for this genre that aren't SimCity, you know, like that aren't super expensive games made by a huge publisher, like they're usually made by weird small European companies that don't have huge marketing budgets. And so usually the trailers <laughs> are like 
either Pretty just goofy. gameplay footage with music okay. from the game, right. or like, just like you know, not, they don't. The have epitome a, of that for me is like the farming simulator trailers. Have oh, you seen these? God. No. Where they They're highlight beautiful. like a specific piece of farming machinery, <laughs> and one time it was just like the, the insanely like. Terminator or not Terminator Transformer sized device that just chops down trees with that right. huge oh, like yeah. a crazy mechanical yeah. arm and it just like takes a tree and just skins it in, in one yeah. move. Isn't that amazing? I've seen that in real life. It's crazy. Yeah, they just set yeah. that to like you know like butt rock and then <laughs> and you're just watching this thing eat trees at like a rate of like you know a tree a second. Uh, anyway, Music that's, provided that's, by Blood Moon. That is what typically. You do. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What were they saying? It's Doctor Zeus. I mean, it was just style. rhymes about the new like buildings and stuff. And it was, but I just mean it like it had a concept and it was like well, re- like was well recorded and they put it together well. I, I just can't remember specifics, but it was just you can go to it was on their Steam page. It started auto playing when I went to the Steam page for the game, and I was I, I thought it was nice. It actually made me intrigued. It seems like everything with this game that it's like really is it is made from a smaller studio, but everything about it seems to be kind of a touch above what you would expect from that oh, it, size it of studio. Was. I, I was feel ex- it. Was. I thought yeah, usually these. Yes, usually games like this, I find like I I don't end up, don't really end up sticking with me because they feel kind of half baked, and this one mm. this one didn't. Yeah, even yeah. though I mean I know Nick what you're saying about sort of the like simulation no, parts I'm... of it, but like, but it still feels like a complete vision. That, yes, that works even if it's like the focus is on different areas than in than in a classic SimCity game. I have to stop that. myself because I get frustrated with the holes that I find in the sort of overall structure of it. But then also it works so much better than I would have ever expected and is doing things that other games like this aren't doing. So you have to kind of like, yeah. eh, wait a minute, like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I just turning into like I worked for Bethesda for three years and I would get emails every day from people just like, why doesn't Fallout have like planes in it? And, you know, and it's just like I find myself <laughs> being that guy for this game <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, meanwhile, uh, it's oh, seeming devs. about four million yeah. things that you would never expect yeah. to see in a game yeah. like this. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then, you know, DLC like, greedy devs. Greedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took my money. Aww. I want more tours. Uh, anyway, it's a good game. <laughs> I bet um, you could find a tutorial about how to get more tourists. I bet you're doing it wrong. I bet you have a failed tourist. Scene. Like, I bet you're yeah. a failure. It sounds like I, you've made. Assumed. It sounds like you've made shit Vegas. It's true. Uh, just like cramming. What's just lots of poo in yeah. all over the place. What's actually going yeah. on is that vacationers in this world have taste. And they've, they've heard about how, how tacky yeah, it's and, true. I did make, is in fact the stack to be fair, in Africa. To be yeah. fair, I did make Miami basically. I just <laughs> Miami, it, yeah. it, like it's, it basically looks like you it know. It sounds like you made South Miami Beach. crossed with Las Vegas. Well, I specifically <laughs> yeah. used the single lane roads because I wanted to just make South it feel Vegas. like a crowded shoreline. Oh, so man. it is just a disaster. Like <laughs> it probably is kind of a shitty place to visit. It's true. It is kind it's of true. literally a tourist trap. <laughs> it's it's kind of kind of a shitty place. You guys, I admit. Did Brecken. you guys see the thing about some guy who apparently got a not elected but appointed oh, yeah. mayor of some tiny California town, largely on the strength of his aptitude at cities skylines? Yeah, what he yeah, lives I in a town well. where they don't actually elect the mayor. Like it's a two hundred person okay. town, so the mayor is just appointed by like some city board. Like, yeah, it's just like a job you apply. You you have to do it. Like, what? <laughs> like that I'm guy's playing, playing this city game exactly. all the time. He's he knows more than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's really charming. That's well, a cool story. You, you looked at that interview, and he, then it was like, "What do you do?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. I mean, kind well, of." There's only 201 people here, so I mostly much spend mostly most of play my time City Skylines. <laughs> uh, what I want to do first is make this awesome sewage treatment plant. That's yeah. <laughs> totally uh, in my sorry, in, the, in my save game. Yeah, right. Uh, I have one I thing meant. to say. That damn I can, that damn I can. 
<laughs> with shit, I'll power the dam I can. <laughs> How's that? Our mayor's downloaded the DLC. <laughs> God, it really stinks here at night. <laughs> I don't know Since why. that new mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Since those solar panels. We're <laughs> sitting in front of the solar. Now it smells like poo all the time. And our dam's really gross looking yeah. now. Every time, I wake, up, clean every time I wake up, I'm like, I'm going to go inspect that, that sewer to see what's going on. It's totally clean. I just don't <laughs> get it. beautiful. Every morning I go over to look. Uh, the best thing about that that guy with his treatment bar is at the end he used all that power to power the lights on his Arc de Triomphe. Oh, that was <laughs> the end of that thing. I just remembered it. Yeah. That's the best. Yep. Cool guy. Man, speaking of uh, games with moons, there's a Zelda game with a moon. Danielle, you oh, played the new Zelda game. I did. I sure did. Good I mean, moon bridge. I did. I did. I really liked that moon bridge. I was thinking about it the whole time we've been talking. I'm like, oh god, Majora's Mask has the moon. What's this moon game? This game that actually doesn't have moon in it, but is also in a serious <laughs> game there's no moon. with the moon in it, is called The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Triforce is two words in this particular case. Really? Like T-R-Y? T-R-I. <laughs> That's a motivational speaking yeah. series. It's the non-Yoda. It's like Yoda. Yeah, the yeah. opposite of Yoda's <laughs> force. Same thought. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, a, but it's actually T-R-I yes, space. T-R-I. I saw that and it was really sad. Space anyway, Force. There's a, so there's a new Zelda game. There is. It is for the Nintendo 3DS. And this is a co-op Zelda game for three players. It's the Tri, hence the Tri and Triforce. And they're a force. And they are a force like together, army. a force to be reckoned with. So okay. it's a lot like if, if anybody has played the Four Swords Adventures kind of games. Yeah. They are but so they're the three. Yeah. But that was four. Yes, it is a sort of a, not quite isometric, not quite top down, but just like the last uh, Zelda that was on a, a plot. Uh, on the platform. Link Between Worlds? Link Between Worlds, right. Um, last new Zelda, Kizias Majora's Mask came out. Uh, it looks a lot like that. It's a very clean, kind of cartoony art style. And you are you and two friends, and obviously you can do AI bots if you don't have two friends playing with you, but it's a lot of fun to play with two other people. You all are a little, you know, Link-ish character, and you go through these dungeons. There are sort of four stages and then a boss to each one. And you actually collect loots and you craft items. The big sort of twist in this one, I mean, there was crafting in, uh, um, not Twilight Princess, the one after that, Skyward Sword. Uh, so this isn't totally new for Zelda, but the way they implement it is new because it's all about sort of your clothes. There's actually a fashion element of this game. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, Does it's, it have posing? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of taking pictures and posing. There oh, is. Man. There actually is. And it's actually really cute. And it's well done. I mean, you're crafting items, you know, you're sort of crafting outfits and upgrading outfits, mm. and they give you actual powers in the world. So it's not just to look cool. It's it's actually, you know, there's actually a reason for it, gameplay reason for it. Like, for example, um, there is an outfit called the Tingle Tights, oh, where God, you dress man. up as Tingle, and he has three balloons, and so you get three free falls off the world that won't count as, you know, against your damage counter, because it's Tingle with his balloons. Kind of cute. There is a parka a very special snow parka for the ice world you won't slip on ice whereas everybody else can kind of slip on ice um it's really cute and really fun i'm pretty bad at it at this point but i played a couple hours so, so does it have the, does it have the four swords thing where you're all like from a larger goal standpoint you're all working to complete it but it still has moment to moment competition you're trying to get the rupees you're trying to get chests you're trying to sort of maybe push your friend off the edge yeah, so that they don't yeah. get stuff like is it, is it that still it's a that little same different thing? okay it's a little different there is a separate mode that's totally competitive play like an arena mode mm -hmm. uh, but in the actual main game it's completely co-op okay you you share hearts you share so it's like, money uh, like crystal chronicles Did you yeah actually it is i really like 
That was Chronicles. an awesome game. I didn't uh, I didn't play enough of it, but I remember yeah. really liking it. That was it. a Final Fantasy game for the GameCube? Yeah, for the GameCube with GBA. Yeah, with GBA, which is also what Four Swords was. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that yeah. weird little spate of Nintendo games that or games on that platform. Connectivity thing. Yeah. 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 Having having it on a 3DS which just has Wi-Fi probably is infinitely better than yeah. that insanity <laughs> yeah. Four Swords. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it, it works really well. I mean, obviously, I was playing it at a demo. Uh, this is coming out fairly soon, October 22nd, actually. So it's, it's pretty soon. And obviously, it's not, you know, sort of the headliner Zelda, but I might end up I liking this more. I didn't know there more. was a Zelda game. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. I feel like people not uh, seen or heard much about this one, but I think it's really good and i like the little twists on the formula that they're doing it feels like nintendo is actually starting to people complain for years and years about the zelda games just really just being the same thing and the yeah. same thing and the same thing and then yeah. link between worlds came out and that sort of had good twists on the formula with the sort of renting uh mechanic for all your little weapons and items and this one has this really cool little crafting mechanic and the outfits so i i really like that they're you know sort yeah. of trying new things uh, and it feels good it looks good plays well i died on a really ridiculous boss that you sort of it's this lady and it's actually really cute the sort of fiction of it you're going to the drab lands and in hytopia is like the nice place and the drab mm-hmm. lands is where the dungeons are and there's this woman who is you know this posh person who doesn't think you're fashionable enough there's all this cute little kind of stuff going on i could imagine <laughs> i think it's cute i don't know good. <laughs> i could imagine nintendo doing crafting and sort of like clothing stuff in a in an interesting way. I was thinking about this as you were saying it, and I, I feel like Nintendo generally either introduces mechanics bef- before other people do, hmm. and then they become like important or influential, or they just fall off the face of the, yes. you know, like the sort of <laughs> Pikmin. I'm just like, as one example, you know, Pikmin is a style of game that never really caught on, even though Nintendo did it really well. Or they wait till something has been so fully like made a part of the gaming fabric that like they never jump in ha- like midway yeah, right like yeah. crafting is has now crafting and sort of character customization stuff has now been a part of games for so incredibly long they're like okay we Nintendo we'll missed the Zelda, cutting edge yeah. of that so now they'll wait till like a, a completely old hat and to do an inter- interesting version of it that's like the, the Nintendo is like one or the other yeah, most of the time they are like, always the on one, one exception extreme. to that though is their online stuff where they just fucking well, I feel Splatoon. like that's still the second example of <laughs> yeah. like this has been normal for fucking forever at this point. They just did a like they took forever to jump in. Like they still did the thing I'm saying. They just did a bad job. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, I mean, so I I did want to also mention super briefly uh, on the on the sort of note of of you know cute games and games that are Nintendo made and let you make your own clothing. I am in like an Animal Crossing tsunami right now i'm playing both the very the brand new game that just came out happy home designer where you're designing all little homes and you're playing as basically a little interior designer in the world of animal crossing for your little animal buddies and i jumped into animal crossing new leaf and they're both they are the first game i played since the original which i played oh, wow. like 500 hours are those both ds games yes okay yeah and they're great and that's all i'll say because i know I was people say, actually, like animal crossing ago. is another good example of them doing good crafting and yes and that's true maybe yeah, i'm wrong so maybe i'm totally that. like no, no, no. I mean, because the Zelda games, <laughs> no, because the Zelda games, it would really lend to crafting. And there was a little bit of it in uh, Skyward Sword, but this is, feels like the first time they're actually like making it really part of the core kind of loop. So, cool. Nintendo. You guys want to take a break? Yeah. All right. Done. 
Video I was going to ask you about your home that you made in home design, but I will not. Oh, do it. Nope. No, I don't okay. want to know. I don't want to okay. know. I don't want to fucking on. know. Nope. <laughs> don't want to know. I'll, sh- I'll show you a picture. Okay, that's good. And... This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the fastest, easiest way to make a beautiful website, blog, portfolio, or online store that will look great and work really well across desktop, uh, mobile, tablet, any device really that you can think of that has a web browser on it, your Squarespace site will look really, really good and work very well. And you, if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS while checking out, you can get 10% off your first Ooh. order. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we have found it to be a really, really versatile tool. Um, We've seen uh, readers who have put together online stores and uh, people who have put together blogs and people who have posted web comics and, and portfolios people portfolios and yeah, such. Yeah, put up yeah. art portfolios. If, you, if you're a listener who has used Squarespace in the past for a, current, for a site that you've got online and you want to show it to us so we can maybe talk about it in a future Squarespace ad, you should write us at questions.idlethumbs.net and include the name Squarespace in the subject and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Questions at idlethumbs.net even. Yes. Oh, uh, not what I said. Squarespace will make you an amazing website. And if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS at checkout, you will get 10% off your first order. That's squarespace.com and the offer code THUMBS. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, Squarespace. Don't mention it. I did already. Oh. Video This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Harry's, which provides affordable and high-quality shaving goods. Razor blades, um, shaving creams, shaving gels. I prefer the shaving cream myself. I've tried both. Uh, They have an amazing starter set for only $15 that comes with a razor, uh, shave cream, and three razor blades. But if you use the promo code THUMBS, you can get $5 off. You go to harrys.com and enter coupon code THUMBS. That's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. And the coupon code THUMBS for $5 off. That means if you get the starter kit, you're getting it a third off. Yeah, it's already a good deal. This makes it a ridiculous deal. (laughs) Yeah, they have uh, affordable blade refills as well when you run out of your starter kit. Um, I have been using a Harry's kit for a while. I like it a lot. Excellent. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, You could order both. Shaving gel and shaving cream, if you so desire, crazy. or See pick one you, like. you think yeah. you'd like. Yeah. So basically, if you have hair, you want to remove the hair. Mm-hmm. Harry's. Harry's is a place. That's Harry's. true. It'll make you less hairy. <clears throat> yes. Yep. And ha- shave off five dollars. Oh my oh. god! From the <laughs> trial with promo Nick code Bums. Where have you been in all of our ads? <laughs> <laughs> Go to Harry's.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the coupon code Thumbs. At checkout for your five dollars off. Video games. God, I had the weirdest dream last night. Okay, <gasps> say it. Into you the might have to tell us. Well, what happened in this dream? <laughs> Anytime I say something really mundane, now it's just like, tell us, Nick. Tell us your crazy dream. <laughs> it's not that mundane. Dead. It was weird. I was in September, and then I fell asleep in the dream and woke up. And when I woke up. I was in August, but I re- and then I realized, oh, August, this is this is the real reality. I'm in August, and I just dreamed September, 
And so now I know everything. And there were like, you, like, here's the weird part about it, actually. I just realized it's an, it was an Idle Thumbs dream. I was in a hotel room with yes. everybody on Idle Thumbs. Yes. And I woke up and we were all sharing just two beds. Uh, <laughs> time to think of it. They Dude, were cast, huge. They were enormous. Beds. They were yeah. like the size of like five people. <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, guys, I just like, I just, I had a weird dream that I was in September. So now I know everything that's about to happen. You have to listen to me. And you guys are just like, I don't know what, what, just shut up, Nick. Just shut up. Just don't. We're going to edit this out. Like, like, and then, and then, and then this is, this is the craziest part. It's really weird that I just remember the idle thumbs part just now. Um, like, I'm not making this up. That actually happened. And then the, the weirdest thing is that then I woke up again in the dream <laughs> back in September and there were these weird people around. I just August. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened. But there were these weird people around and I, I don't know who these people were, but I was like, Oh man, I just had a dream in a dream. You don't understand. I was back in August and they were like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I woke up for real and I was like, Jesus. I mean, what month am I in? <laughs> it was bizarre. How did you it was know? really like weird that, that all the specificity of that dream of like I August, you, September. I hope like, you wandered I, outside in a daze and asked someone, sir, sir, <laughs> what month is what it? Year is so, it? No, no, what's no, weird? What like month is it? Is it August or September? Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's October. Let's, uh, let's resume recording. Right. Right. Thumbs up episode 124. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that's the thing. It was a half nightmare because when I went back to August, I was like, oh my god! I just what's real? Like I was terrified that like I had no idea in the dream. I was just like it was mortifying. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, everything's okay. And then boom, back out of that. And now, oh, everything's okay, or is it? <laughs> and like the first two seconds, I almost did turn to Janelle. I almost said like, what month is it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I was like still half awake. I almost said that. It was really we're, we're really gonna miss Danielle when she leaves five weeks from now. Video <laughs> game. Spaff, I know that you played Elseheart.break. Elseheart.break. Open parentheses, close parentheses. I played that game, yes. I also did, but not as much as you, I think. Um, okay, so, God, what is the genre of this game even? <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's sort of an adventure puzzle-solving game that is much less prescriptive than most adventure games with puzzles. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, here, this is what it is, actually. It's an adventure game built on top of a simulated city. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and the simulated city, it's the same kind of way that Shenmue would work, where stuff happens at a specific time, and if you're not there to see it happen, then tough shit, basically. Like, (laughs) you missed it. Um, uh, The premise is that you are um, a kid, I guess, um, and you get a new job in a soda factory (laughs) in a big city, and you have to... You leave your your home and you go to the city and you get a job as a soda salesman. Soda salesman is what it is. (laughs) Classic job. Um, You're like a weird roving salesman. You have to go convince people to buy soda from you. (laughs) Or just don't. Or you can just not. Yeah, (laughs) which is part of that game entirely. And to look at it, it kind of looks, it's got a a nice metric viewpoint. It's kind of like The Sims, I guess, but with a very awesome kind of pixel art um like the the textures are pixel art and they're different well, resolutions. they look like ps1 sort of mm. early texture mapping stuff they look like kind of a ps1 era low resolution but crisp pixelated textures 
That's so kind like of what it, some of it's super crisp and some of it's kind of um, yeah more blown out. But it yeah. makes this really interesting yeah. looking aesthetic. Lots of really vibrant colors. Nice. Um, it's made by a Nordic team. I don't know if they're Swedish or the, the guy who who led the game is Eriks Vidang. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know his language. I don't know Swedish. But um, but he made Blueberry Garden. Oh, okay. if you guys remember that. And he's basically been making this game ever since then. Wow. He's been making this game for like five years. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell a lot of work has gone into building this crazy simulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the the adventure game part of it. Like it's fairly normal. Like you you know you, whilst being very stylized, you know you leave the you leave your home and you go to the city and you check into the, your hotel, um, and that's when you kind of start realizing that it's kind of weird when you the door to your like get this wrong like the door to your room goes to a, a different wrong place yeah and, you ha- and like you have to and go when you downstairs leave, and when complain. you leave the room through the same door you come out in a different place and you went like, in what and yeah. so you go complain Excellent. and then they send someone to come and fix it they're like oh yeah that's just like a weird door the door is messed up yeah and they just send someone up to to fix the door and they're like there you go um and that's because this this game whilst for quite a few hours is like um talking to people and doing these adventure things and kind of exploring a city walking around talking to whoever you find in what um, seems like it, a very conventional way yeah and in whatever kind of you know you, you could follow a linear path if you want to because you have people saying you should go here you should meet this person or you can just wander off um and talk to people but then nothing's really happening so you have to go back to this path but um ultimately eventually there's a weird coding aspect to it which i only just got to the tutorial of um and it's in a, a very similar way to like hack and slash or um what's that other game you were playing quadrilateral cowboy oh that um, uh where you can basically just recode oh, the game hack on the net. fly. Hacknet. So you can just like start fucking with the game code, um, which is, you know, that person that was fixing your door yeah, the, basically the reprogrammed the door to go to the right world, room. Instead of atoms, there are bits. <laughs> so everything is like programmable. That's really cool. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird interesting. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, but before It's then, very ambitious. It's cool. I really want to get more into, the, into that stuff because I feel that's where the game really will change and open up and yeah but it takes else. a long time to get to that part and i was really like i was kind of put off for a while because there's the sensation of the the game for me is this odd combination of like shenmue is a really good touch point you mentioned shenmue and that's a really good touchstone for this game uh in that you're walking around a you know a world and it is on its own kind of cycle of just life and people doing things and living and um you can talk with them and because it's all basically simulated they all have to have responses that are kind of genericized to some degree or that can like fit depending on what their state is and like what they're doing in any given moment and it's also written by someone i don't know if it was written in swedish and then translated or if it was simultaneously written because the game has a swedish language option as well so Mm. Uh, I don't know if it was translated or if it was also written in English by someone for whom English is a second language or if it was written by a native English speaker simultaneously. But whatever it is, it has that vibe of translated language. Oh, yeah. And so that combined with the sort of simulational um, system that's going on makes the world so alienating to me because <laughs> it feels like I'm talking to people through multiple uh, like layers of abstraction you know there's that there's that like sort of catch-all nature that the dialogue kind of has to have to fit in the simulated world and then the kind of it doesn't feel quite like it's just slightly the way people, yeah it's like yeah, just yeah slightly yeah. off 
and kind of weird, hip, weirdly hipster. And yeah, and it also right, it also you know? has a very deliberate kind of hipster aesthetic where you kind of uncover this like underground sort of hacking thing, and like that has kind of an anti establishment vibe to it, which which is totally fine. But like it com- all these things combine to make a world that to me is like really really alienating in a and i don't know how in how much of that is intentional and how much is just a result of the properties of the game but the fact that it takes so incredibly long to reveal what the actual game is man i'm sitting there for hours playing this weird thing that i just feel so removed from like, what the <laughs> hell is this? it was a very strange experience to, to to play hours of it and feel that way did you play it on your own yeah because i played it um i played it with people and that made it you know i played it with various different people actually um and then it just it kind of changes the situation yeah, I can imagine Maybe that. The, you're, yeah. you're together in this weird alien world you're kind of like what the hell are these people on about like what should we do let's go <laughs> yeah. here people notice things that you might not but um i think it'll be a, a really fun game to stream mm. because mm. there i can see that you know that. no playthrough is going to be the same you can kind of take yeah. it or leave it whatever encounter you meet you can like pick up loads of well just turn things on constantly and like prod things mm-hmm. and smoke and drink and like there's <laughs> no find real a lot of like, floppy disks that you can read on yeah pages. awesome you can't really do anything it's just there's loads of stuff to kind of prod yeah. around with yeah. um uses props to and have weird conversations with hobos and <laughs> like random people in cafes or like be invited back to people's houses and go there and find weird parties and Throw your iPhone on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Get really drunk and pass out. You like you can have every intention to do something cool and then like just drink and then pass out and then you've slept too long. Because that was another mechanic in it is sleeping. Uh, you know, when you sleep, you have no control over how long you sleep. You, just you look really sleep. nervous about the fact that you're revealing sleeping as a mechanic in this. <laughs> no, Spoilers. Don't have any mechanic. Sleep. It's more of a thing. Like you go to sleep and then you, I, I don't know, I can work out how to like set an alarm. So you're like, oh, fuck, I was going to meet that person three hours ago. I'm in August now. The fuck's Wait, there happening? It <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it'll be fun to stream. You should stream it then. Yeah. I think yeah. I really should. This sounds, good, everything you're saying sounds like I would probably enjoy stream, this. If you stream it together with, um, we should stream fun. it on the Idle Thumbs channel. Yeah. yeah. Patricia can sleep in the background using That's right. the sleep mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Idle Thumbs uh, stream watchers will know that perhaps sometimes Patricia has been snoring in the background of some <laughs> yeah. Idle Thumbs streams, which is cool. You mentioned hacking, and I just wanted to bring up very briefly again that I've been playing System Shock, the original System Shock, which was just re released. And we probably don't have time to go into it, but that's a game with hacking, all right. And have you, you start played, as a is hacker. It, is this the first time you're playing System Shock 1? Yeah, this is my very first time. I've never played System what Shock What an 1. ambitious game, my God. Played I haven't yeah. played that either. I haven't played much of it. I, I've. That's one of those games We're that terrible I, people. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Hmm? Oh, Nick just made a face agreeing with my assessment that we're terrible for having no, never played no, System no, Shock no, 1 collectively. I, I've played it a few different times, but never all the way through, because it, it, it took so much... Um, I just psych myself up so much because it's so much. I, like I played all the way through System Shock Two. I played that game multiple times, and I and I love it. Uh, yeah, but you, it's like just over that, the cusp so. of like being kind of modern enough that it's not that you don't have to like. Maybe you'll enjoy this re-release that has mouse look. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it, I'm excited it has about sort it. Of mouse yeah, that's look. the thing. It has sort you, of mouse yeah. look. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's exactly play, what it is. Yes, trying to play it under like a version, so a, a non kind of re-released version of it 
you have to go to such lengths to like patch in crappy yeah. mouse like that by the time i was done like getting the game to a point where i could even theoretically play it in a way that made sense to me i was already kind of drained yeah i think so. this re-release is awesome because it actually well first of all it, it kind of explains oh, what you need to do and then actually, the mouse if like, we're if we're off else heartbreak i just want to mention the game that we talked about and didn't mention the name since we started talking about it was else heartbreak oh <laughs> and it's spelled else like the word e-l-s-e and then heart dot break it's like programming. It's, it's like, like computer it's code. Like code. It's computer language. Yeah, um, it's on Steam. I don't know, probably other marketplaces, but uh, I got it on Steam. I, w- I would like to play it. Yeah. Sorry, I got mm-hmm. excited about no, the no, hacking that's, thing. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, system, system <laughs> shock. Is system that, shock. Is the hacking in it? Because it's just system system shock. Does that not have just like those slide puzzle hacking? No, it's actually remember. this weird, almost pseudo first person kind of on rails in like a really weird, super early VR looking. Oh, like real hacking. It's Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's so <laughs> close. It's, oh my god, it's just, I can't get over how ambitious this game is and that the fact that it is a competent blueprint for what every, not every, but but so many games of this style, like the immersive sim kind of thing. Yeah. And this is from 1994 and it has better voice acting than most, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's still better than most games now even like it's, it's early 90s were a surprisingly really? good era for voice acting yeah. in games. i think it was before Going people realized weird yeah like with like we could do voice in our games how do people do voice in things oh my god they put a lot of work into it and get actors and like yeah. have a voice director and they yeah. do all these things mm-hmm. and it it's sort of like how when like inkjet printers could first do color like we have to build this robust as fuck and get people stuff that works and then they're like oh no wait people are fine paying like three dollars for the printer, and then just yeah. having it break, and they <laughs> yeah, throw it away. It yeah. and that, that, that tech arc seems to have applied to voice acting at this yeah, point. That's probably true. And now the same way that inkjet printers are just kind of stalwart things that do their job and cost a mid-range price, you can just get Nolan North to be in everything. <laughs> <laughs> he does like, a good job. Just He's the inkjet of voice acting. He is. He's sort of the mid-range inkjet printer of, of, of dependable voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's the one you get with your phone initially. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. A literal thing with littering. No, no. That's what I call him. Mm. No, no. <clears throat> no, no. No, no. You guys want to do some reader mail? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Not no, no. The opposite of no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really weird to be either Nolan North or Troy Baker. Yeah. Sorry, to be a person yeah. who, what a weird who, life. who is hired for your ability to read generic boring video game dialogue in a way that right. kind of sounds like a normal person would say it right it's yeah. very strange it what a strange yeah. thing to have generic a man yeah what a life oh, it's weird uh, yes. Adam Bird writes I was inspired by Jake's idea last week about putting thwomps inside of Bowser's floating car thing in Super Mario Maker good <laughs> a friend and I made a level that's mo- that mostly features mushroom platforms with a bumper thwomp chasing the player through the level like a serial killer. Yes. It's hilarious to watch his determined little rock face attempt to bully Mario off the edge. Great idea, Jake. It's led to some fun and frustration at my house. Thanks for the cast, Adam. Also, here is a code to the level if you're Ooh. curious. Ooh. Oh, man. Am I going to... I'll read this out. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, yeah. That's what a hilarious it. way to share content on the internet. <laughs> Nintendo. It makes me so angry. Well, this, is the same as, this is the same as taking a fucking cell phone picture of your TV screen, which is what everyone does. I worked for years on this Well, this problem. is a cell phone picture of a TV screen <laughs> that I'm going to read the number. <laughs> yeah. Of. Okay, good. F, as in Frank. Eight. Okay. E. E. Zero. 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 Zero, zero, seven, two, C as in car, F as in Frank, four, zero, 
God, what a garbage way of sharing fucking information. <laughs> Thank you for what sharing. Chris. It's welcome. not like somebody made a, a platformer making game and figured this problem it's out. Not like no, the it's rest like someone... of the fucking internet exists. Yeah. God. Jesus. People are That's sharing true. things using these things called links. Yeah. Fuck that. 16-digit code. Comp- all of which will be username. zeros. Except yeah. Half maybe... of which is zeros. God, I yeah. hope all those zeros are there because world maps are going to occupy that space. That's all that I want. Yes, oh, please. Man. Yes, How please. How many... Like, I'm no mathematician or... Like, is that hexadecimal, in fact? Is it... I'm no chaotician. Through? Like, how many possible <laughs> levels does that system allow for? All levels. That's what I want to know. Someone tell me. Like, does it go? 16. Is it hexadecimal? Or is it like? Yeah, we don't whatever? know. No one knows. How many millions of levels before it blows up? Let's find out. Sixteen times sixteen times sixteen, times sixteen times sixteen times sixteen. Too many. I mean, it's probably <laughs> it's probably hex because it it seems like it only goes up to f unless yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so that that's cool. Another uh, Mario Maker thing. T- uh, Tony Cliff writes. For your Mario Maker playing listeners, there are some really good levels being shared in the Mario Maker thread on the idle forums. Generally, most people seem to be working in the spirit of let's make something like Nintendo would make. Awesome. Uh, disclaimer, some are mine, but most are not. Keep up the great podcast, Tony Cliff. Um, so yeah, there there is a Mario Maker thread on the idle forums. Uh, we um, we haven't mentioned the idle forums that much recently, but we have really a really great community there, and there tends to be a big thread about, you know, most of the major games that come out and a lot of the smaller games as well. Um, so there is a thread just called Super Mario Maker and people are in there talking about the game and sharing their codes and it is very cool. Yeah, there's some good levels in there, I have to say. I've been doing a lot of Mario Maker playing and featuring weird and cool levels on my own little YouTube channel and I, I've been impressed by what I've seen from the Idle Thumbs community. Nice. Yeah, there's some good stuff. I finally have unlocked everything in Mario yes. Maker and... Now that I have the ability to make those little rails that things can attach to, yes. I've become obsessed with making a really shitty haunted house. Mm. Where, awesome. like, you wait, and then, like, the little rails there, and you, the stupid little Bowser car chugs up to you and then waits <laughs> for you to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> and every room that you're in, I've devised a new stupid method to deliver you a car in a nice automated way. <laughs> nice. I haven't actually built the haunted house part yet. I've just built have the you car delivery mechanism. <laughs> so I have not published anything. Oh, man. I haven't no. finished anything. I keep making stuff and yeah. getting a concept, like, three quarters of the way done. One day I'll publish my stupid ghost house and my stupid haunted house castle. <laughs> Sounds great. One yeah. day. I the Salinger of Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> I, but published. I will not publish my photo. <laughs> <laughs> you'll share a friend code. I'll share a friend there code. You go. But you'll not publish. Danielle, there was a level that you and Patricia shared on that YouTube channel that was the one where you play as a Goomba and your dad is yep. running along the top of the level who's a giant that Goomba who's helping you out. That is like the best. There, there have been a lot of these sort of like like quote unquote emotional like Mario Maker story yeah. levels and this one is actually really really good. You play as a Goomba and then at the uh, How do you play as a Goomba? You can you can you can like sprite swap Mario as a creator. You oh. can make you get a mushroom that has a question mark and Mario basically wears a suit of other characters right. so you can look like you know Wario or There's Donkey like, Kong Jr. or anything that is an amiibo is of, of yeah. and one of them is you can turn into a Goomba. How do you force Mario to do that? You there's a there's a mushroom that has a question mark on it that you as an as a level creator can author what costume Mario gets when he gets that mushroom. Okay, so it's not a mushroom inside a block. It's just a mushroom. It is a question oh, mark. Then how do you force in. the player to to get the block? Oh, you can also just drag a power up onto Mario, and then Mario spawns with that already active. Oh, okay. At okay, level start, cool, so it, you are, you play as a Goomba, and you're going through a sort of devious level. But then up at the top, there is a double size winged Goomba that's just hopping along, and it, ha- it, it 
it's basically using the AI behavior of what a winged Goomba will do to make an autoplay right. level yeah. that an enemy is contributing to at the top. So it's he's ostensibly or he's not winged at the beginning. Sorry, spoiler. right, right. It's That's just okay. a Goomba <gasps> climbing around who's double size who occasionally will like hit switch blocks or trigger other things that help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And That's so good. It's just so it's just you and your dad co-oping a Mario Maker level. Oh man! Uh, and there's an emotional twist. There's there's twists that have like it's just so good to have an and like because as much as like Mario influenced things like Spelunky, it does not really actually big on enemy versus enemy or enemy versus world colliding to yeah, create things happen. So this person games. found the few places where an enemy character can actually impact world space and uses that to create this like scripted co-op experience that's great and it's really good yeah. it's really cool I, it's yeah. yeah you guys did a stream of it that was really good yeah, it's a really like, good i know level. a lot of people are seeking levels that nintendo would have made i assume by that email but the stuff that i've seen on videos is the most fun and stuff like that where people are not making stuff that nintendo would make and like using mario to express other random things like that crazy waluigi yeah thing about his did you, did you talk about that on this that i see too, like yeah. that stuff like that's foraging and then like yeah. i see my friends posting like oh i've made a, a level about um you're mario you have to assassinate a goomba in in his in his mansion that he lives in oh so my like, made that yeah like yeah. projecting these weird like storylines onto stuff and, and there was also a notable that. level fun. that was yeah, training really cool. you training you in the survival method of riding Yoshi then making Yoshi jump then jumping off Yoshi mm. but it was basically the, the sort of premise was the, like it was also like a Jason Bourne-esque thing where it was training you to <laughs> let go of Yoshi to achieve your ends by just killing him over and over again yes. to, achieve, to get to the end of the oh, level man. there's yeah. a really really great one and I think we're putting it up on our little YouTube channel this week probably by the time this is up that's actually Aperture Science and it's a portal themed level where, with portal style puzzles that you need to mm. bring some a, a particular object through these really weird mm. bizarre puzzles it was really really well designed and, and difficult and interesting really? very cool so yeah some people are really starting to get into yeah. cool stuff with this that's awesome um, all right, so uh, Jesse Stoeltrager writes, A note about Undertale. I'm really glad Danielle brought up Undertale last week because it's a fantastic game I think everyone should play. The Earthbound and Mother 3 comparison gets drawn a lot, and it's clear why, but I would say ultimately Undertale is doing something very different to those games, and as someone who still considers Mother 3 one of the favorite RPGs, I think Undertale actually blows the Mother series out of the water on multiple levels. However, I do want to point out something that Danielle missed. While you have the option to and almost every fight in the game without actually fighting, and while you're never forced to kill anybody, you always have the option to kill your opponents, and as you might imagine, that choice has a pretty significant impact on what happens in the story. Video games are no stranger to kill-slash-spare moral choices, but without giving away too much Undertale, uh, without giving away too much, Undertale manages to put a really unique twist on that choice by framing it not as a moral question about pacifism versus violence, but as a more nuanced exploration of empathy and how we as players interact with virtual worlds. It's a deeply reflexive, incredibly thoughtful game with a fantastic soundtrack, endearing characters, and inventive mechanics that get tied into the narrative in really cool ways. It's far and away one of the best games I've played in years, and I haven't been this thoroughly blown away by anything in a very long time. Sorry for being the guy who writes in just to gush about some game he really loves, but Undertale hasn't been getting a whole lot of attention from the usual outlets, and that's a real shame because it's something special and I can't say enough good things about it. Thanks for the podcast, Jesse in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Yeah, it is It is very special. I know I mentioned it briefly, but it's... Uh... I have been enjoying it quite a bit, and I do think it, it's doing some interesting things. Nice. Under Undertale booster, Danielle Rando weighs in. <laughs> Undertale, Undertale. John Rosawicki, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. John Rosawicki writes, 
John Rigatello, right? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five from a Japanese cultural perspective. Listening to the most recent Idle Thumbs, I was a bit dismayed at some of the dismissal of what I feel is a more complex interpretation of Kojima's intended message. This is a slam on Nick Breckett entirely, I'm assuming. <laughs> <clears throat> As someone who speaks English and Japanese and has family in both countries, I, I appreciate the way Metal Gear approached some of these issues. It's a shame to me that Kojima can't be more mature with his female characters so people can notice when he's actually doing a good job. Metal Gear is a series born out of the Japanese perspective on nuclear war, and in more recent times has come to include the Japanese perspective on America's global war on terror. The American perspective of the nuclear bombings during World War II is that they were inevitable and nece or necessary. The Japanese roundly reject this view, and Japanese people are most often staunchly anti-nuclear. There was quite a lot of discussion about whether or not Japan's support role during the global war on terror was legal under their constitution. The games to me have always seemed like their main messages are nuclear weapons are bad and war should be avoided at all costs. Kojima's goal with Metal Gear Solid 4 and 5 feel to me akin to games like Spec Ops The Line. The character of Big Boss has been fleshed out over the years into an exploration of how someone starting with good intentions can over time succumb to forces that precipitate nuclear war rather than prevent it. Peace Walker depicted this with a demonstration of how acceptance of MAD as a legitimate tactic for pre preventing nuclear war, uh, mutually assured destruction, as a legitimate tactic for preventing nuclear war can go very wrong when the nuclear weapons are suddenly controlled by forces less than trustworthy. Five is more about how an independent group of soldiers can get roped into some heinous stuff by trying to satisfy more base human urges like revenge. I can't count how many times I've heard in Metal Gear Solid V over the radio, we're not really quite sure who's paying us for this mission, but we need the money or resources to build the force, so get to it. Nearly every character in the series can be described as an unfortunate participant in the battles they precipitate. The overarching idea is that even those who enter into war with good intentions are most often corrupted by it. That theme exists in every one of the games since at least Metal Gear Solid on PS, uh, PlayStation 1. The pacifist perspective the games emanate from is something with a lot of support among Japanese people, but I think it's something easier for Western audiences to miss. I wonder if Spec Ops The Line never existed, if maybe more Western journalists would be holding Metal Gear Solid V up as a good game about the horrors of war. Metal Gear Solid IV could also be described as that in some ways. The problem is, on top of these elements, you have Kojima's own love of Western movies along with an approach to characterization that's solidly in the anime tradition. The anime perspective was talked about in the discussion, but it feels like some of the stylistic elements convince people to dig no further when engaging in criticism of the series. I think there's a more interesting discussion to be had when you look at the Metal Gear games as Japanese cultural artifacts that say something about the difference in perspective between the USA and Japan on important geopolitical issues. Thanks for the great pods being cast in my ears over the years. You guys are fantastic. John Rosewiki. I was, I was close. He pronounces it here. Oh, nice. Uh, in Osaka, Japan. Nice. That's a really it's intelligent not that, thing. Uh, challenging. <laughs> that was the Nick Brecken soundboard. Yeah, I think that needs to be clarified. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good letter. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, John. that was really good. I mean, yes. You don't need to respond. No. Whoa. Oh my god. Spaz microphone. Don't just Spaz microphone just really lost its, its will to live. <laughs> That's so sick of him. Nick Brecken's soundboard. <laughs> um, Levy Frankham also writes in about Metal Gear Solid Five. Hi, Thumbs. I've been enjoying Metal Gear Solid Five, and today I noticed something incredible about the game. I was riding to my next mission at sundown, and as the sky darkened, I peered up and saw a group of stars that looked a lot like my favorite constellation, the Pleiades Cluster. Ooh. Huh, I thought. Then my astrophotographer instincts kicked in, and I immediately found Hyades close by, and then Orion. To my amazement, the night sky is 100% accurate. The game is fantastic, but for me, this small attention to detail stands alone as the greatest singular aspect of the game. Leading my question, have you ever found a small detail in a game that stood out from the rest or struck a, struck a perfect chord with you? Thanks. Levi from Logan, Utah. 
I have a recent example. Yeah. I suppose. Go for it. It's a it's a little goofy funny thing, but in Dropsy, there's a the sort of I, maybe I even mentioned it. There's sort of like a bunker where somebody has clearly tried to be like a lone survivor and there's a copy of Atlas Shrugged like in it. Like <laughs> hilariously a little pixelated Atlas Shrugged thing. I I like it's goofy. It's not obviously the same thing as like this incredible detailed thing, but it was one of those little moments where I got very happy and I was like, I'm glad they made this. Nice. This reader should um, look up the Blast Core oh, uh, man. solar system yes. video on YouTube. Which Holy was, crap. Uh, you have somebody, to explain this. Yeah, somebody discovered that the um, the pause menu for Blast Core, the N64 uh, uh, rare game where you blow stuff up in a truck. <laughs> Uh, the pause menu actually depicts um, the the um, the solar system, but um, uh, somebody actually using an emulator or whatever uh, like timed it out and discovered that it's an actual like physically uh, correct model of gravity and rotation of all the planets uh, in the solar system, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. So if you time lapse it, you can just watch yeah. full yeah. solar it took, cycles. It, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, it took yeah. a ridiculous amount of time to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they, somebody discovered That's it like incredible. a year ago. Uh, yeah, which is pretty, pretty hilarious. Anyway, lazy devs, <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the rare replay version has that intact. Mm. Probably. Hopefully the rare replay version omitted Pluto. <laughs> Accurate 2015. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. It was maybe Mon photos of Pluto destroy the Yeah, those photos oh, of Pluto. Those photos of Pluto maybe take the cake for me. For amazing space shit? Yeah. Yeah. Photos yeah. of Pluto. Oh, yeah. Those super photos of Pluto. Those like the 8K Pluto photo. The mountains today oh, were just out of control. Yeah. yeah. We're living in a good good time for space. The people who are uh, releasing the movie The Martian next week must be stoked that it's been fucking Space Week as a lead up to there. It's all viral yeah. marketing for The Martian. Let's be honest. I mean, you mean what? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't. Moon be landing shocked. truther Nick Brecken. I wouldn't that- be shocked if NASA scheduled the announcement to line up with that. We live in a you you laugh, but world. but they've they've known about these things for a long time, and I think. Uh, the you way think it's the way this to the movie The Martian, not to promote The Martian, but because the to promote because Mars, to, to promote Mars there. At, yeah. so they're using the movie The Martian <laughs> as like the gravity slingshot to accelerate yeah. their That's news yeah. to use yeah. spacefaring techniques. Mm-hmm. People finally care about a space thing. Briefly, get in that they window. Did. That's it. I mean, I'm not saying anything. But Except I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying what jet fuel can can't saying, melt. <laughs> I went back to August and learned some things. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> time traveler, short-term time traveler, Nick Brickett. <laughs> Boring short-term time traveler. Nick <laughs> oh, man, speaking of that. Confused the, time traveler. The, yeah. the Castro Theater in San Francisco is playing Back to the Future 2 on the actual oh, yeah. day that Marty oh. McFly actually goes to oh, the year man. 2015 uh, this month nice. in October. So yeah. if you like Back to the Future 2 and live in San Francisco. I've never and, seen it. And want to I think there's quite a few showings of it around... Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people cities are. and but open air. Yeah, Don't do that way. You can go see it at the cash. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you watch this movie in the park bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna watch it at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> says a miserable man. Damien Martini writes, "Hi, thumbs. This Hello. is Damien from Dublin, longtime listener, occasional emailer." Before the defecating tape from Metal Gear Solid 5 runs its course, I thought it appropriate to bring to memory a scene from Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. 
At one point, as Snake is sneaking through the des- this desolated land, he comes across a big oil, a big old rusted metal barrel and the distinctive sounds of a soldier taking a huge dump inside. <laughs> this is Johnny Sasaki, a character who suffers from irritable bowel syndrome in every Aww. Metal Gear game. After the deed is done, Snake <laughs> stares at the barrel and makes the sound as if he has just come up with, with an amazing idea. What could it be? Well, in the same way he hides in boxes, he realizes he can hide in this shit barrel and roll down a hill undetected. Every time I did this, I couldn't help but notice that it, that it, that in no time snake that ugh, that snake at no point takes the time to clear the barrel, thus rolling over in someone's shit again and again. Why would you do that, snake? You are my hero. Is there some <laughs> hidden meaning to this? Some higher significance my brain is failing to grasp? Thanks for the great work, and if you wish, you could find the link below to the part I'm describing. Great, great podcast as always. And he links to a video oh. called Metal Gear Solid 4 Legacy Edition, Johnny taking a crap in a drum cutscene. <laughs> I feel like, why would you do that, Snake? You are my hero. It would be the good, a good name of a compilation of stupid shit that he just does constantly in all the games. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think this reader should write the previous reader. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps there's some oh yeah you something should give there. Them each other's addresses and they yeah. could be like uh, they should correspond and pals yeah um also on Metal Gear Solid Five Glenn White writes hey thumbs I think you've said everything that needs to be said about Metal Gear Solid Five at this point oh good but I wanted to share my experience with one mission the mission was to extract a jeep closely flanked by two enemy tanks after some trial and error I managed to perfectly rig up some C4 far enough to take apart both tanks without uh, far enough apart to take out both tanks without putting a single scratch on the jeep. I moved in to balloon away the vehicle when I was ambushed by the Skulls, the game's superhuman villains. I slowly crept around, trying to find a way of reaching the Jeep without them seeing me. I threw inflatable big bosses around, hoping to lure them away long enough that I could get to it, but nothing worked and they spotted me. What followed was Big Boss running around in circles around the vehicle and yelling at Quiet to kill them all with her sniper, both in-game and in real life. I spent a good few minutes running in circles, sporadically firing rockets as they dashed around me, slowly getting picked off one by one. Once the last died, I escaped with the truck. Boss, that was legendary. People will be talking about that mission for years to come, <laughs> says Ocelot, and I achieved an S rank. I'm, <laughs> I'm I remember sure. that mission. Something <laughs> similar happened to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure they'll be talking about it for the right reasons. Keep up the great show, and good luck to Danielle. You'll be missed. Glenn. Oh, thank you. Hi, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Um, I love you, Glenn. I love you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well... Oh, here's here's a here's a goofy. You never stop reading reader mail. Danielle Daniel can never, never leave. That's right. That's right. Keep reading. Yeah. Keep Some marathon. Um, this this might be the last one for this week. <laughs> Phil Davis writes: "Scary stairs." I too had a staircase-related fear as a kid. Near the stairs in my childhood home, we had some African masks. One day, while climbing the stairs as a young child, I wonder myself. What happens to all the water that gets flushed down the toilet? (laughs) I glanced over to the masks and convinced myself that all the water that had ever been flushed down toilets was stored in the walls behind those masks. Oh, wow. This child had a fever at the time. And and if it took me too long to climb the stairs, all the water would come rushing out and my family would drown. Oh, my God. Mind you, it was just the water. Somehow all the other toilet stuff was separated, I guess. I don't know. I was five. I still run up most stairs, most stairs I encounter to this day out of habit. Thanks for casting a great pod, Phil. Oh, thank you, Phil. Weird. Carry that thought with you, Danielle. <laughs> yes, I will. Across our great nation. You could make a really I good Mario make a level up from that concept. Hell so. yes. <laughs> I really like that because uh, while I certainly didn't have that particular thought, I do vaguely remember having that kind of totally like dissociative, just 
logical leap based on absolutely nothing where it's just like this is the first thing came into my head oh my god it must be right i think i just figured it out (laughs) i think i just figured out how this element of the world works and you're a kid and you are an idiot so you think that forever (laughs) or for longer than you should because no one it's not the kind of thing anyone ever talks about you know like probably what happened was that no one in this person's life ever was like Today you're gonna to learn about where the water goes when you flush it down the toilet. So like, yeah, never... oh, it powers dams. Right. Oh, right. oh, you'll oh, be mayor one day. Arc the tree up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. mayor! It powers the arc of up. Yeah, you flush it, it turns into poo, and, and then it drowns your family. We store it behind these masks, and then at, <laughs> when then at night when the solar panels aren't working, we open the mask, and yeah. all the water comes out. And it drowns your family. Poo turns on the lights, and your family dies. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Jesus Christ. I love that. Anyway, that's all in uh, City Skylines After Dark. Yes. <laughs> After New Dark expansion. Mask Edition. It's a combination of that Animal Crossing interior decorator game and City Skylines After Dark and Nick Brickens Nightmare. Yep. And, and Mario Maker. Yeah. You combine all of those things, um, that child's family drowns. Right. Yeah. It's like Sonic and Knuckles dark. lock-on technology. Screensavers. Huh? Yes. Oh, and- After Dark screensavers as well. Oh, oh man! Twisted. If City Skylines After Dark also shipped with the After Dark screensaver, <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh my, yeah. Nick, you have to leave City Skylines After Dark running for like two hours and then come back <laughs> and see if there's like a strange trivia game running um, with right. like claymation heads that get hit with a hammer, or like if there's a little cat <laughs> like chasing around a meadow. Yeah, like yeah. see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, my After Dark deep cuts are not what they once were. There was yeah. a city, there was a city's after dark screensaver. Oh, that's you the, could that's watch like the classic the one. Window, just a little, little like lights people to light up. Yeah. yeah. No, but you oh, the creepy around, one. The creepy one where people were walking around, and like yeah, girls yeah, would take off their clothes and stuff. Yeah. Excuse me? No, that, that was yeah. Your, that was your childhood imagined. Oh, one. That's no, no, that was what that's happened when you got the people in the walls go. People in the walls. What happens to the people on the walls after you drown them in the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta run up these stairs. Well, son, that's where we get our fresh water. (laughs) Gross. What does that mean? (laughs) Delicious dead people water. What is happening? This is the parents of Solid Snake. I'll tell you what's happening. This podcast was brought to you by Autodesk Sketchbook. Yes, for those times where you need to draw or doodle some kind of idea, but you don't have pencil and paper handy, Autodesk Sketchbook works on your phone, your tablet, your desktop. You can download it and start your free trial at sketchbook.com slash thumbs. No credit card required on that free trial, but if you like it and uh, you end up getting an annual membership, as an Idle Thumbs listener, you can get 25% off oh, when you enter great. the code THUMBS at checkout. Start your trial at sketchbook.com slash thumbs. Excellent. Man, and on that, on that this note, is Danielle's <laughs> last Idle Thumbs podcast. This is the final Coming goodbye. to an end. I thought there's only one thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That means Chris is going to edit out that segment. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been really awesome having you on Idle Thumbs. Thank you. It has been really, really, a really great addition. We're all going to miss you. I know that the readers are all going to miss you, but it is really exciting to be launching a new podcast with you and Rob. So everyone should please continue listening to this podcast at least until <laughs> until rob zachney until becomes the host yeah, until <laughs> and, then, and then we're all we're all fired yeah we're all there out of the we go. 
Yeah, this has been really great. Thank you, Chris, uh, for the first time I ever came on. You you were just sort of randomly like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm so happy that I've gotten to do this. Me too. And I'm excited for Idol Weekend. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Good luck Thank in New you. York. Thanks, Danielle. Good luck in New York. Yeah, yeah good Thanks. luck. Danielle, now that you're not on this podcast, if you like Idle Thumbs um, <laughs> and you want to really help us out, if you yeah. could rate us on iTunes, it would be oh really great. Wait, I mean, that's collusion. No, Danielle, just a friend who we happen to know. Shadowy Cabal. Involvement with Idle Thumbs, the podcast. So it would really help us out. It's a great way. It's like one of the only ways that really benefits us and helps us grow. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Um, okay. You can leave an honest rating. It's cool. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at Idle Thumbs. And you can check out this show and other great shows on our network, which you don't know anything about or have anything to do with, <laughs> at idlethumbs.net. Awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll be sure to do that. All Thanks. of it. Um, cool. All right. If you have any questions, you can write us at questions at idlethumbs.net. Oh my God, what if I wrote you guys an email for next week? I already wrote you an email, so... Uh, <gasps> really? You can send an email from so you're more than welcome. at idleweekend.com to your Excellent. Idleweekend.net. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Fuck. what it is. Spath, Jesus. God damn it. I'll be writing. I'll be like, what are you guys doing? Next next Tuesday <laughs> night, I'll be like, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you up to? It's Danielle. I'm playing a lot of games. Here, Here is a list of the games I have played. Thanks. Long time go host, first time you know her. <laughs> 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 How's the couch? Does the couch miss my butt? It does. I can tell you it in does. advance. All right. Yep. Good. Anyway. Lobster couch. You can keep that commemorative you. lobster couch below. Oh, yep. So beautiful. Thank you. Take that with you. Thank my you. mom sewed that. Oh, it's, it's so gorgeous. It's true. The true lobster fact. aliens will appreciate it. Hooray. Lobster alien. All right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'll miss you, Danielle. Thank you, guys. I'll miss you, too. It's. 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 It's.